0: Hi, my name is Jaime López Aranda. I'm Senior Manager for Intelligence and Assistance for Latin
1: America and International SOS. And I'm Chris Giles in London. Jaime, uh, you recently traveled to Colombia. Can you tell me what's the security situation like in the country?
0: Yes, thank you, Chris. We went to Bogotá and Cali, and the uh, situation in Bogotá, by all descriptions, has worsened when it comes to petty crime. There are now incidents across the whole city, not just like isolated areas, and there's a growing concern amongst Bogotanos. In contrast with Cali, Cali actually seems to be much more quieter <laughs> than uh, than it used to be a few years ago, much more stable, and most of the caleños are actually a lot less concerned about petty crime. Having said that, outside of major urban centres, there's a general agreement that uh, in rural areas, violence is still very pervasive. The risk of kidnapping and extortion remains really high. And uh, there is an overall sense that this urban-rural divide, if you will, will prevail in the next few months, if not the next few years. And that is something to bear in mind, very much so.
1: And with regards to safety, then, you spoke about petty crime in the city areas, but the rural crime sounds actually worse. Yeah, the situation is much more complicated
0: in the rural areas, I mean I would say, particularly next to the to the border areas with Venezuela, for example, that's a good example. Also some rural areas towards the Pacific near Cali. The situation there is radically different, if you will, because you still have a number of armed groups, paramilitary groups, or descendants of these groups, there's some a lot more organized crime activity as well as uh, well the ELN guerrilla activity. Some more localised armed groups, I mean, the situation is just radically different in that way. So, whereas in the cities you have a lot of stability and the major concern is petty crime for the most part, in the rural areas the situation is a lot more complex and more complicated, Yeah,
1: precisely because of the, the presence of this wide variety of armed groups. And wasn't there a ceasefire that was implemented earlier in the year? How's that holding? That is a very interesting point, actually, because uh, President Petro's past Total, or Total Peace,
0: was actually meant to create the conditions for a dialogue, not only with the ELN, which is the last uh, major government guerrilla, but also with a number of the criminal groups. They are considered, I mean, not, if not exactly combatants or not exactly political combatants. They are considered to be armed and potentially disruptive groups that need to be brought into the dialogue as well. Thing is, there's a lot of uncertainty. And maybe some skepticism about the, the actual reach of the past hotel precisely because the incentives of the ELN are not exactly aligned as of now. People who spoke on the ground told about how the ELN has a very much a, a very deep social connection, very deep social roots in the in the regions where it operates. And that creates a sort of incentives that is not easy to for any government to tackle or for any government to uh, to address. And um, when it comes to the criminal groups to organized crime, there doesn't appear to be a very well-defined path going forward as to how to incorporate it in the process. So the initiative is there, the drive is still there, but publicly and privately people express a lot of doubts about it. And the
1: actual results on the ground, will they remain scant at this point. So what sort of concerns do we have for clients who operate in these areas? What advice could we give them?
0: Well, for clients who are actually operating, for example, in the mine and gas sector, operating in rural areas, they need to continue pursuing the risk mitigation strategy that they've been pursuing. I mean, working with the authorities, ensuring that the physical safety of their assets is guaranteed, and ensuring that their employees are not wandering around. These are all measures that have been in place for these companies for many, many years. And the situation in that sense is just to keep the situational awareness, the business continuity plans in place, and to, to keep updating them as needed keep liaising with the authorities that's kind of the, the major thingy and for clients who are actually traveling to the major urban centers well the usual standard latin america risk mitigation strategies still apply keep a low profile ensure that you have secure transportation of the use to official transportation if possible do not venture out alone at night keep your valuables close to you and i mean in sight but yeah this is really important to stress chris and thanks for that for those who are traveling to the cities, the situation is will be and is likely to remain relatively safe. It's gonna be a relatively safe experience. And for those who are operating in rural areas, basically the same risk they've been facing for the past decade or so continue to be a, a clear presentation for them. So again, they should they,
1: they should keep the plans updated. And when it came to your trip, you obviously had conversations with providers on the ground in the country. What sort of things are you able to tell us about the conversations you have with them? Well, our providers, the first thing that
0: we should know about them is that we have a really strong provider network in Colombia, very experienced with a lot of capabilities both for transportation and for all, all of projects and especially for protection. Our network can operate across the whole country, and most of it is comprised with people who have a lot of experience in the military and in the police, and they have a lot of assets on the ground, including aviation assets, which is very significant. For the most part, again, what they related to us was precisely this sense that there is a growing presence of petty crime in the in major urban areas. But uh, the main concern remains for uh, people who are taking trips towards more remote locations, remote sites, and people who are operating in remote sites. I mean, those remain a significant amount of risk, but at the same time, they can be serviced within short notice, which
1: is a good thing. And it's just uh, the good news of this. And overall, then, looking at the outlook for security in the country, what could you tell us? I mean, the
0: future the is an open question in Colombia. I mean, the President Petros Pastotal, as well as his ambitious reform process and his call for further popular mobilization to support his reform agenda, are all undergoing. And they can bring about a significant change in some aspects of the situation some aspects of the past total might actually come to fruition relatively soon, and that would have a great impact in some of the affected areas. But at the same time, as I noted, there's a lot of uncertainty and skepticism about the possibility of making a very significant process in the short term. So looking forward, it is worth closely monitoring the situation in the country. It is worth closely monitoring the developments. We do provide a lot of updated information, like, for example, this uh, this session with you, Chris. And uh, it would be advisable for our clients to keep abreast of developments because the situation, even if it may not change radically or very impactfully in the short term, it will evolve in unpredictable ways for the next few months.
1: Okay, May. thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you, Chris.